What's up, guys? You enter Powerhouse Podcast, where amazing people and things happen. My name is Mac. Today I have with me powerful David, uh, David Wood. David was one of the first people I discovered online in Hong Kong when I moved here in 2014. We interacted online, but this time I got a chance to talk to him face to face, discover more about his years in Marines, how this experience shaped his personality. We talked business and family and a lot about fitness, workouts and nutrition. So get ready, I give you one and only David Wood. Yeah, so we're talking about the tats, 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 okay. Um, we'll be shooting off David. Yeah, you're looking amazing, brother. Thank you so much for your for your time uh, here. Um, I just want to kind of discover a little bit more about you. You know, I've uh, first of all, I want to just say thank you, you know, because you were in some way big motivation for me, whatever I'm doing right right now. You know, it's kind of like a fast stalking you a little bit. <laughs> If this is okay, uh, but you know, we we're looking for those kind of like motivations everywhere. And then, um, um, you know, what is, what is your secret regarding, you know, um, how you're carrying yourself, you know, about your fitness, nutrition, you know, those, those kind of stuff. Yeah, I can like hear a little bit more. What you can like share with, of course. with people of course. because people are looking for those kind of answers. Of course. First off, man, thank you. Honored to be here. Um, you know, it's, it's great to be sharing time with, with a fellow brother and warrior um, that takes life seriously and mm -hmm. that kind of cuts his own path and it's a trailblazer yeah and, you know I, I i know a good bit about you so I, i really appreciate the invite and the time um you know i always tell people it's impossible to shoot at a bunch of moving targets and i think something that i've discovered through multiple failures yeah. number one you have to have core values mm -hmm. we can't just aim at a bunch of different things. I mean, obviously I learned that in the military shooting, mm -hmm. but we have to have core values. You know, we, we live in a society and in a world that's chaos. You know, you and I can be the most fit, wealthy people and still mm -hmm. get, you know, still get cancer. Yes. Still get, still get hit by a car. Yes. Hit by a drunk driver. Our kids mm -hmm. can get, you know, a, a type one diabetes. There's just, life is chaos. Yeah. We're all guaranteed death. And we're all guaranteed. Yeah, taxes. so we, we started this so nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but, but I want to tell you, you know, you say, I'm where kidding, do you get I'm your inspiration? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So when we look at life, yeah. we say, okay, life is, life is chaos. Life can be suffering. What am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. So we have two choices. We can yeah. become a slave to society. Yeah. We can just go get a degree to go right into whatever our parents told us to do and, mm -hmm. and, and not experience life ourselves. Or we can make the choice to be a hero. And that doesn't mean going and, and you have to go be a Marine or some operator. That's, mm -hmm. that's anything yeah. in life where you're helping people and where you're believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not looking to celebrities and movie stars. It's digging deep within yourself, saying, what are my core values? What do I believe in? Mm -hmm. how, can, how can I add value to this planet in the short span of life that I have? And what am I going to do with my time? When, when did you discover, this is so deep, when did you discover something like that, you well, know? I had a, 
you know, I had a pretty wild childhood. My father was a Vietnam corpsman, so he was a combat vet. Mm -hmm. um, and then he became a preacher. Oh, so okay. we moved around a lot. My father is my mm -hmm. hero. He's my role model. He's one yeah. of the only people I've, I've, I've ever watched, you know, from my, the first memories that I have and, yeah. and seen their character never change. Mm -hmm. He never cheated on my, on my mother. He's never thrown a, a foul punch. He's never yes. taken a bribe. Um, you know, he's mm -hmm. just, he's, he's a very, I'm, I think the reason that I am a Christian and that I believe solely or that I first mm -hmm. saw the validity in the yes. path of Christianity was mm -hmm. because, from watching my father. Yeah. So we moved around a lot. I was a rebellious kid. I was yeah, a preacher's like, kid. Yeah, you're, so you're I was kids. a part, yeah, I was kids. a party yeah. animal. I was a party mm -hmm. animal. Um, I went in the Marines, uh, you know, I, I went in at 19 in 1999. Um, I went in infantry, so a grunt, a ground pounder, 0311 rifleman. And then I got selected for SHRIG. SHRIG is Surveillance Reconnaissance Intelligence Group. SHRIG, S-R-I-G. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and basically that's a very small specialized intel unit. So mm -hmm. I was constantly deployed. You know, my, wow. I was deployed in 19 to uh, Latin America doing seismic intrusion detectors. Um, all throughout the jungles, looking for the Colombian FARC. You know, Colombian what? FARC. The, FARC. The FARC. That's now part of the Colombian government. Fast forward, you know, twenty oh, years, wow. but they were the drug cartels. They were the ones okay. moving all the cocaine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, up through the jungles and, and into the yeah. U.S. I deployed from there um, through the Med. MEU is Marine Expeditionary Unit. So I did two mm -hmm. Med floats where we're working and training uh -huh. um, all throughout the Mediterranean. And that was during the Balkans, um, during K-4, during the USS coal bombing. And I picked up sergeant very young. I was a 21-year-old sergeant. Mm -hmm. And I finished three months of desert warfare training okay. and flew back from California to North Carolina on September 11th, on 9-11. Wow. And I was supposed to be finishing my four years. Mm -hmm. I land on the base. There's sirens going off. There's freaking everybody's up in arms. and. Next thing I know, I'm headed to um, an aircraft carrier on the secret location to go into Oman, from Oman to Pakistan, and from Pakistan into the initial invasion in Afghanistan. So I was with the first Marines, first Americans to touch ground. So you're the, you the first like respondent? Like the Marines are Marines, the first yeah. in. The, the Congress doesn't yeah. have to vote for us to go to war. We're the, America, we're the president's 911 force. We can be anywhere in 48 hours. Wow, so, um, so basically, you know, I, I went through that, came back, um, met my son, had, had a shotgun wedding with a gal that I had met before mm -hmm. I went to Afghanistan. That's for another podcast. But, um, <laughs> you know, I got back and I thought that I was invincible and I was living for myself. I was playing in a rock band. I was just, I, I was wild. I was an alcoholic. And um, I got hepatitis C from, um, from drugs. And I didn't know that I had it. It had been in my liver for a long time. I go to get my, you know, mm -hmm. annual physical yes. and blood work, and the doctor uh -huh. says you're dying. And he says oh you're. God. He says you have to go on chemotherapy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like what? And he's like, you have hepatitis C. You've you've been obviously tattoo needles, drug needles, whatever mm -hmm. you've been doing in your life. Yeah. And I mean, I was partying. I was doing everything. Um, and he said you're dying. And I was like, there's got to be some pill. And he showed me a biopsy of my liver and it had jaundice in it. And it was oh, already going. And then I started yeah. really looking at myself and I could see my eyes turning yellow. And I, it hit me like a ton of bricks mm -hmm. that death was imminent and that I was not invincible. 
Yeah. And it hit me very fast that I wasn't taking care of my son. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with a bunch of people that, that didn't care about me, that I didn't care about. We were just living yeah. for the party. We were, we were just living for the high, living for the moment. And I thought I was going to die. So I went on experimental chemotherapy for a year, lost all my hair, lost my muscles. Everything that I thought defined me was, yeah. was gone. All those friends were gone. No dates. I looked like freaking Deadpool. I mean, literally hives on my skin, eyes sunk in, scrawny, no sex drive. I mean, your, your, your testosterone's gone. You can't yeah. even get an erection. You're taking a chemotherapy that's basically killing you. Yes. But it's killing the, the, yeah. the, the virus. Exactly. But it's killing you too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an incurable disease. I became a Christian. I rededicated my life reading Victor E. Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning. He was a, a, a Jew who was yes. a... You, are you familiar with him? Man Search for Meaning started logo therapy? I, I read some passages yeah. from it. I didn't ever get a chance to brilliant. read it. Brilliant. I mean, just brilliant. Full, full book. Yeah, yeah, brilliant man who got, away from, got us away from psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis is, you know, what's wrong with your life? Oh, I'm upset. Oh, did your dad beat you? Yes, you're a victim. You're a victim. He says, forget that. That's nonsense. Why haven't you committed suicide? And whatever you say, well, I have a kid, or well, I love life, or well, I, he says, yes. there's your answer. Yeah. You're not a victim. You know, you're your own worst enemy. Bear your cross if you're worthy to yeah. bear it. And I read that and I broke down and started crying. Because I knew ever since I was a kid that Jesus Christ bore my cross. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't have to bear it. And it was almost like complete peace. So during that year of chemotherapy, um, I enrolled in the University of Tennessee and I started studying philosophy and religious studies. Mm-hmm. I got custody of my son. I'd been a fighter. I'd been in a lot of fights, so I had felony charges. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was in court battling for my son. I'm yeah. on chemo. And there was... <laughs> I finished my finals. I took t- like 20 hours a semester. I mm-hmm. overloaded, so I did two majors. I, yeah. I double major and I did two majors in mm-hmm. three years. Full-time summer, full-time Christmas. I had nothing else to do. I was yeah, on chemotherapy. I did nothing. the same. I'm like, I was dying. I, mean, yeah. I was just like, I might as well get my mind <laughs> off it, like reading nonstop. Um, but I grew so much deeper in my, just in my faith and in my personal relationship with God. And I was at peace. Um, and there was basically like a, a week period, a couple day period where there was just all these crazy things that like needed a miracle hanging over my yeah. head. I had to go for my final checkup and they were going to tell me, you know, how long I had to stay. They were going to tell me how long I was going to live. Yeah. They're basically going to say, here's what the chemo's done. And mm-hmm. you know, you got two years, five years, tw- yeah. whatever. Um, I was waiting for the, for the judge to make the decision to put me in prison <laughs> for the felonies, for the fights. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm or you know, drop those, and I was in another court battling for custody of my son. And I prayed and just said, God, you know, not my will, but your will be done. All in the same short period of time, I get custody of my son, all the felonies are dropped, and I go in to get my final results and I'm completely cured. Wow. Miraculously, the, 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 the doctor who was my caretaker became a mm-hmm. Christian yeah. because he couldn't explain it. Wow. He said, it's truly a miracle. This is not a curable disease. Yeah. So it was at that point mm-hmm. <laughs> when you ask, when did you start yes. to think like this? Uh-huh. It was at that point in about 2005. Yeah. And that's when I really started thinking, wow, I have a new, I have a gift. Mm-hmm. Now I have a new life. What am I going to do with this life? Yeah. I, you know, I messed up. 
doing it the other way and that was yeah. living for me so how can I live what can I do I need to earn it mm -hmm. every breath that I take what do I need to be doing helping other people leading other people sh you know sharing my story sharing my yeah. failures so that people don't have to go through that for themselves exactly um, and so really you know as far as inspiration um, motivation I mean street sermons social media I mean that's really all been a thing that's just been a, a, a God-given platform to mm -hmm. share. Yeah. Um, and whether it's sharing the gospel and mm -hmm. really opening up the Bible yeah. and doing street mm -hmm. sermons, um, I never planned on doing that, brother. That's been a thing that's kept me accountable to myself. Yeah. We live in Hong Kong. We're both fit, mm -hmm. handsome dudes. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot more women in Hong Kong than men. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, yes. you know, we're, we're running around all day. We, we, live uh -huh. in a, we live in a day and age where we work from our phones. We work from our tablets. We work from yes. our computers. Mm -hmm. you, know, we, you know, you and I are going from gym to here to this job to travel to travel. So I started doing those Instagram stories because the majority of my job with Virtus is mm -hmm. done on my tablet my phone. Yes. Um, oh, you, you mentioned Virtus. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's good to kind of, you know, to explain what yeah. is it because if we, we go through the conversation you know maybe people will be kind of um, confused if you mention it in the, in the right, right right yeah, yeah. So, so can can you can you tell us a little bit more yeah yeah so virtus yeah. is latin for warrior virtues mm -hmm. you and i were talking about earlier my lineage yes you know my father is scottish and norwegian mm -hmm. viking and my mother um, is Ashkenazi Jewish, which is Ukrainian and Russian Jews. Mm -hmm. So it's all kind of warrior, warrior tribes. When I was studying philosophy at the University of Tennessee, um, I was beginning to see what's happening right now with this whole kind of just liberal fallout mm -hmm. of Marxism yeah. happening around us where it's identity politics, it's victimizing, it's absolute degradation and separation. It's, it's, you know, a hierarchy of feminism, it's, it's hating the, 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 it's just wildness, it's wildness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, there's no virtues left. It's, yeah. we, we live in an, you know, we live in a, in, in a day and age where you don't praise the warrior like Chris Kyle, mm -hmm. that, you know, um, American Sniper, you praise yes. Bradley Cooper for playing him. We live I in a know. time of day I where we praise yes. the, the pretend mm -hmm. and we don't praise what is real and we don't yeah. follow what is valid. Or we're just making the judgment too fast. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's a kind of like, you know, throwing, throwing the stone to somebody. Absolutely. You're asking well, yourself, yeah, you didn't yeah. deserve, deserve some stones. Right, right. Taking the plank out of, you know, taking yeah. the dust out of someone else's eye before removing the plank, like in Matthew. Um, but I came out to Hong Kong 11 years ago. I came out to do um, mission work, battle human trafficking. Um, yeah, because this this is what I was reading reading about you when you came to Hong mm -hmm. Kong, you work with a lot of NGOs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for for doing this. Ah, dude. I mean, it was, <laughs> again, I was given a second life. Mm -hmm. So it was you know right when I graduated from University of Tennessee, a guy flew in um, to meet with me, and he offered me basically a I wouldn't say a, a permanent job, but kind of a trial mission, and it had me going all throughout Southeast Asia, and I mm -hmm. I, I kind of nailed it out of the park. I loved it, and I've been here ever since. That was in 2008, yeah. um, and I based in Hong Kong. During, since I've been in Hong Kong, I really got into sourcing. I, got, I had so many connections with what I was doing with government officials, um, 
you know, kind of heads in, in provincial areas that were over a lot of different factories. And so everyone from the state starts saying, hey, can you have this made for me? Can you have this made for me? Can you have this made for me? Um, I mean, I, I, there was a point when I was trading commodities here. Um, I think uh -huh. you know some of my shareholders, Sean Crawford. Yes. Um, he's mm -hmm. a brother of mine. So he and I started several companies here. I partnered with Malcolm Wood. So we're shareholders mm -hmm. of Maximal Concepts. Okay. Um, and I was making a lot of tactical gear. I was, I was just discovering all of these crazy fabrics and all mm -hmm. of this tech, yeah. you know, graphene infused fabrics, things where, where, where you just don't need Gore-Tex anymore. You don't need Thinsulate. You don't need all this heavy crap. You don't, you know, you, you literally can have garments and the molecules of the yarn infused mm -hmm. with treatments to where you only buy one shirt once. It's the only, that, that jacket's the only jacket you need for the rest of your life. You know, this thing yeah. moderates your body temperature. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm working with all of my old special forces buddies, SEAL buddies, Marine buddies, Green Berets, that, I, that we've been all over the globe in different, you mm -hmm. know, combat zones in, whether it be triple canopy jungles in Latin America, high, you know, altitude snowy mountains in Afghanistan, or, you know, burning hot deserts. Or woodland, you know, mm -hmm. Ukrainian, Russian-style yes. landscapes, you know. So our gear always sucked that the military gave us, yeah. and we were always having to buy stuff like Arcteryx, North Face, you know, extreme outdoor gear. But the extreme outdoor gear wasn't made for guys that had guns or that had to wear, you know, certain kind of harnesses mm -hmm. with slings, and so. And they weren't using the, the newest tech and fabric. So I just started making me and my, my, my old buddies our own gear. And we weren't selling it. We didn't have a plan to sell it or anything. Um, and then we started getting kind of government DOD contracts wow. coming in. And it happened really, really fast. Um, we, you know, I, being out here and sourcing, I already had the you know, patents on the fabrics that I liked. Mm -hmm. you know, we started really designing and patenting the fabrics. We'd been working on a camouflage, so we patent and run our own camouflage. Mm -hmm. um, so this is five years ago, Yeah. okay? And Virtus, I had always loved in philosophy because it was warrior virtues, mm -hmm. honor. The same as my Marine Corps yeah. values, honor, courage, commitment. And it was, you know, I, I really thought if we're going to brand something, I want it to be more than a clothing brand. I want it to be something where, I mean, at the end of the day, we can have a holdings company where we're doing mission work, we're battling human trafficking, we're, we're doing rescue work, we're doing mm -hmm. missionary work, we're doing humanitarian work, and we'll just start it and brand it out and make it profitable mm -hmm. with tech, yeah. um, you know, uh, with military Department of Defense purchase orders. I didn't even plan on going into the civilian route or the athletic. Yeah. And we named it Virtus, Virtus Outdoor Group, Warrior Virtues. And, you know, I tell you, we told our story because of the tech that we have, GoPros, mm -hmm. you know, the whole nine, yeah, drones. Yeah. And we really built a, a fast, fast, I, I wouldn't say fan base, I'd say family. Mm -hmm. Because we don't, you know, our, our whole thing is we don't hire models. Yeah. You know, everybody that, that's doing it is an athlete like you mm -hmm. or a, a, a Marine like me mm -hmm. or a fighter like Ramona. You know, everyone that comes together is doing what they're doing and they're mm -hmm. wearing, the, wearing the stuff and they're enjoying the tech and the dexterity and the durability. Yeah, because you, you built something what didn't exist. You've, you discovered, you know, the need only to be fixed. You know, I think truly yeah. there was a, a mm -hmm. I think there was a big gap in the market for brands that found their identity and in integrity. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that, again, I, I think God kept me alive for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's too coincidental that I, was, I came out here to do mission work. And now he's putting Virtus on a platform where we're getting to go work with governments in countries yeah. that we'd never be able to work with and share Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? So if, uh, Virtus is your happiness, happy place? Ah, it's, <laughs> or, it's, just, or just one of the happy places? I mean, what is, what is the happiness for you? You know? My happiness for me is, is mm-hmm. getting to look in my daughter's eyes, my oh. twin daughters. They were three and a half months you have premature. Twin daughters. I have four kids. Four kids. So I have a daughter that I just met last year. Okay. She found mm-hmm. me on Instagram mm-hmm. from my, when I was 19 in Panama, my first deployment in the Marines. Oh. Never met her, never knew about her. She found me through Virtus on Instagram. We got DNA tests. I flew to meet her in Rome. I spent New Year's with her. So that was How just this past year. She turns 19 in June. Wow, it does seem like my niece. Yeah, and then my son is son, from yeah. my first marriage, and he mm-hmm. was born when I was in Afghanistan. I have full custody of him. I raised mm-hmm. him. You know, yeah. I was telling you about getting cured of the Hep C and then winning that court case. I brought him to Hong Kong, so he's really grown up in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have twin daughters with my wife now, Viva, who's Lithuanian. Yes. Um, I met her in Hong Kong, and she gave me two beautiful, identical twin girls, um, wow. Isabella and Abigail. So my, you know, my happiness is honestly, bro. Being alive, yeah. knowing Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. knowing that there's an afterlife, knowing that there's a telos, knowing that if I follow the trajectory, the trajectory mm-hmm. that he's put me on, that I'll have eternal life with the people that I love. You know, one thing that I've realized and, and a big reason, yeah, Virtus is my happiness and, and a happy mm-hmm. place is because we have built such a, I mean, we've got a group chat that, that just grows by the week and there are some really battle heavy cats on there and it's a forum and a place for us to share and talk through things mm-hmm. openly with each other and and not and know that we're not going to be judged yes. you know it's a it's really a place where we can show where our moral compass is mm-hmm. as as joe DeSena would say yeah i love the guy do you know him yeah just yeah, he's yeah. great he's great mm-hmm. but as he would say um you know your true north know your yeah. true north um, so it's, you know, it's, it's really a place where we know our true north. And look, we're a Christian company. I'm the CEO mm-hmm. and founder. Um, but that doesn't mean that I only hang out with Christians. Yeah, I course. follow Christ. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I love every gender freaking religion on this planet. Mm-hmm. I love people. Yeah. I mean, I see, and going back to Virtus for a second, I mean, I see something so fun that God's done in making the brand get big quickly. We started the U.S. VOSB. VOSB is Veteran-Owned Small Business, LLC, mm-hmm. in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I'm from. Um, and my angel investor and spiritual mentor, Tim Scott, is from. And one of our designers that I worked in another company with is from. So the three of us started it there. I was here. So we have the Hong Kong Limited, mm-hmm. Virtus Outdoor Group, Hong Kong Limited, where we really run everything through because we're a global brand. And then we have, for our trademarks and patents that we filed in the U.S., um, that American company, a veteran-owned company, mm-hmm. um, which you have to obviously be veterans and <laughs> yes, to be a veteran-owned yes. company. But getting to start these companies with two locations, one being mm-hmm. in the U.S. and one being in Asia, um, has been amazing because we, it, we, we've become a global brand very quickly. I mean, as you and I were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, we're launching Sogo um, yeah. in June here in Causeway Bay. And, um, you know, I wasn't really wanting to do brick and mortar. <laughs> But Sogo's great. I mean, fourth floor, 
Yes, it's exactly. just it's open, mm -hmm. so it's not little. You know, you're not really paying for a shop. It's a wide open place with Art Terrace yeah. and Columbia and all the brands that you and I like. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, happiness to me, Virtus is definitely a happy place. My family is a happy place. Um, you know, brother, we are so busy. It's what do, what are we putting our time in? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what are we putting our time in? And at the end of the day, you spell love, T-I-M-E. And, you know, you and I see, we live in a city with, with bankers. Yes. I've got partners that are top, mm -hmm. top private equity bankers, and I love them. They're my bros. But do they squat? Do they buy bicycles? <laughs> do they squat and do bicycles? <laughs> they don't lift enough. They, they, yeah. they, they party too much. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they, you know, at the end of the day, they, they love money so much. Mm -hmm. And they don't love themselves. Yeah. And they're, I, I see this over and over again. I see people burn out. They've made, you know, a hundred million US. Mm -hmm. They don't really have any friends. They don't trust anybody. And they've left every woman that, that they respected. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing? Buying love, buying, you know, trying to get this young chick that's just waiting mm -hmm. for him to die. And, you know, it's, it's, it's looking at our lives at the end of the day, what makes us happy. It's got to be things that are eternal and it's got to be things that are real. Yeah. But it has to be things that represent our values. And that goes back to the very first question you asked me yes. about inspiration. Mm -hmm. We have to set out our values before we make any choice of who we're really going to be. And our values, our parents can teach us values, but they can't mm -hmm. give us values. Yeah. It's like you can be baptized as a baby, but that doesn't mean you're a Christian. Yes. You're not a Christian. You're, you're, you don't have the Holy Spirit if you in don't you until live. you understand yeah. who, who, that, who the Holy Spirit is and you mm -hmm. pray that prayer. Yeah. You know, that's not a thing that, that church does for you. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, you know, a, a Muslim ISIS fighter can cry out to Jesus Christ in a moment of clarity and he is, saved, he is a saved Christian like that. Anyone who calls out into the name of Christ will be saved. Yeah. So as long as they stay on that path once they, yeah. in, but you know, sometimes people have ups and downs, you know, I'm, li I mean, I'm living yeah. proof. Look at my mm -hmm. life. It's been yeah. But you know, you, know, you experience happiness, but you also experience pain. You know, I think so those two give you this kind of like a uh, balance. I think so it's for some people, Absolutely. you know, yeah. they, um, they are afraid of to challenge themselves. You know, um, especially like, you know, you live in a, in the society when you, you know, challenges coming from the different places and it just, if you not manage yourself properly, you can, you know, you can hurt yourself. You can hurt your surrounding. You can help, help, you know, hurt your family, Yeah. you know, so, you know, uh, you know, pain and happiness, you know, those kind of stuff. Well, look, pain is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like it's emotion, it, and I mean, life's gonna just hit you. It's mm -hmm. like not nobody's not, the only people that know what knew when they were gonna die are people that have committed suicide, yeah, or people on the Titanic when they knew that mofo was sinking, you know, yeah, they were like, This is happening, mm -hmm. but you know, the rest of us, we don't, we don't know, yeah. I mean, you, we, we don't know what you know, the best thing we can hope for is that our children bury us, yeah. You know, my mother's dying right now. She's on dialysis. Oh, and everyone I'm says, so oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah. everyone says, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and it's like, look, she's had a great life. Yeah. And we're going to bury her. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's the right way. I'm, oh, I, and, and I'll bury my dad after that. The worst thing would be them burying me. The worst yeah. thing would be me burying my kids. Oh, so yeah. it's like, what are we guaranteed in life? Death and pain. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We shine light. Yeah. We become heroes. We, trying, we shine try, yeah. light and but we lead. Trying to, to go through the life in the less pain as possible and build a you know, society when it's, you can just go through the life and it just experience challenges, 
you know, experience fall, like falls, you know, some type of mistakes, but removing those big ones, mm. you know, you know, this, 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 when they, the people say evil exists, right. I, it exists in some type of form right. next to us, you know, everybody can experience different, different way the evil, yeah. you know, there's Satan's an MMA master. Yeah. He'll get like, you from, because he's a, a fighter in every way when you a, think you've beaten one, he'll get you When you went one. to yeah. those war zones, yeah. there were kids who were born in those war zones yep. and they didn't have a choice. Yep. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and they didn't deserve yeah. to yeah. grow up. So if we can fix those kind of places, yeah. you know, and it just spread the spread the message. No, know, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And you know, that's a that's a that's an interesting point that you bring up because there's such a problem right now, you know, in, in globally, not just in the US. I mean, mm -hmm. tw every 22 minutes, a, a soldier or serviceman commits suicide. Yes, we've lost more soldiers to suicide since 9-11 than all of the other American wars. Wow. It's insane. It's insane. We've been at war for 20 years. I was there in 2001. Did, in did you lose personally some friends? I, I, tons. I mean, I, wow. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's just the, the more people you know, the more people you know. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I, had a, I had one friend, I had a like, really bad accident and then a good friend and he was given like a 1% of survival because mm. he fell down from the big scaffolding you know for long story short like when i received the message i was devastated yeah yeah for the on the beginning like when we spoke on the skype he didn't even, even remember me you know yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, that's but terrible. it's yeah that's I, I, so yeah. what do you what do you think what we can you know what we can do to help you know those kind of brothers well i think you know i i think i think you're, what you said earlier about there's kids you know i've, I've worked battling human trafficking and i see babies being sold for sex okay kids my daughter's age three years old now that's ptsd i look at soldiers and you signed up to go to war nobody put a gun to your head yeah you volunteered mm -hmm. now does that take anything away from the horrors of post-traumatic stress no but i'm saying when people say it's just a military thing i think i've seen people that like you're saying born into this war zone mm -hmm. or rescued from human trafficking all they know is being gang raped from of being a three-year-old now what 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 do we do there's one word healing and that's with the soldiers that's with the marines that's and, and that's with these kids and and i'll tell you what that's the hardest part of, of the picture of anything because it takes selflessness and there's not a one solution for any one of them you know i i i, I i work with and and support several companies um several NPOs, Force Blue Team being one of them, Beneath the Surface Foundation being another one of them. Those are both um, started, one by my big brother, Rudy Reyes. I'm sure you've seen him, the Force Recon Marine Scout sniper. Oh, yes. Dude that looks mm -hmm. like King Leonidas. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's a combat diver. He takes combat divers, SAS, SBS, Navy SEALs, Marsat Marines, the whole nine. And it doesn't have to be American. And they go and they, they get healing through diving again without being shot at, without... <laughs> you know, being in combat and they mm -hmm. go and dive and at the same time they rebuild coral reefs. So they're healing and they're also healing Mother Earth. They're going and they're literally doing, oh, wow. um, you know, an environmental conservation, rebuilding coral reefs. Mm -hmm. Now, another one of my friends who's a, a combat pararescueman, Air Force pararescueman, has started Beneath the Surface Foundation. He's, he and his partner, um, he met her, she's a, she's a yogi instructor too. Great, great folks, they're out in Washington. Um, 
but their whole battlefront is healing through yoga and healing through surfing, getting back to mother nature. And mm -hmm. when you're in the military, you're never allowed to be selfish. Your whole mm -hmm. thing is do that for the man next to you. It goes all the way back to the, to the Spartans. I mean, you're, yeah. you're literally in a phalanx mm -hmm. and it's, you know, yeah. here's the shield next to you. Here's the man next to you. This is this. But the difference is when the Spartans would come back from war, they'd go to one of their temples and they'd get drunk and have orgies for 90 days. And then they'd go back to their families. And I'm not saying that we should go do drugs and have orgies for 90 days. Yeah. But I'm saying this it's was not healthy. <laughs> but I'm saying, well, after they've slaughtered people and they've yeah. been in blood mm -hmm. battles, yeah. and those Spartan mm -hmm. battles were blood battles. Yeah. I mean, your brains, intestines, you're mm -hmm. living in the guts. Yes. I'm saying they at least had, they at least understood that these people weren't ready to go home. Yeah. Same thing, um, you know, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, they all had healing rituals after battle. Yeah. We don't in our generations. When I got back from Afghanistan and I got out of the Marines, they literally, I took a final physical, checked a box and it was okay later. I was like, nothing, not, do you want to talk about anything? Are you okay? I mean, nothing. Wow. It's just okay. And, and you think, you think guys who are blown up and this and that, you know, they just test new drugs on them. It's, it's, it, bro, it's crazy. We can say that for another podcast. I mean, mm -hmm. it's nuts. But what do we do? We help people heal. If it's children, yeah. Diana Mao, the Nomi Network, she's one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. um, American-born Chinese. She's got bases in Cambodia, um, India. She works with the Thai government. So she takes women and children that have been rescued out of sex trafficking. And I think this, for that area, is the most important part, the most important thing you can do. She educates them and then teaches them a skill. Mm -hmm. You know, they, the old saying, don't give someone a fish, teach them how to fish. Yes. If you just take somebody out of sex trafficking mm -hmm. and just kind of give them scraps, they're going to go right back into sex trafficking. Yeah. It's all they know. You have to educate someone, give them a new life and teach yeah. them a skill. New, new and then she gets them placed in, in factories like Fossil Hong Kong, mm -hmm. hires a lot of the people that she rescues. So, wow. I mean, there's so many different ways, but what does it take? You know, I originally thought, okay, battling human trafficking, I'm good at this. I can teach them some surveillance reconnaissance. I can kick in doors and just blast people. Yeah. But for every brothel you burn and shut down, if you're not relocating and and truly saving yes. the people you've rescued, you're, you're not, you're just killing bad guys, yeah. which we can do all day, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's, it's what are you doing yeah. to the healing? So yeah, it's healing. I mean, the, the key word is how do we heal? Yeah, I was watching the documentary about this one, um, uh, was policeman. Yeah, that's what he was doing in his uh, work workflow, you know, looking for those kind of uh, places of, of evil. But later, through his career, he would start chasing, you know, drug dealers and, you know, and he discovered those drug dealers, they are the kids who he didn't help to the end on the beginning. Wow. You know, so he just got this kind of discovery. Like, I cannot really, problem. Yeah, yeah. really punish, punish them because I messed up on the beginning, yep. you know, so. It's like it's, education and healing yes. and placement, yeah, yeah, proper job placement. And it's like, you know, if, uh, we, we're talking about extreme, but it's uh, sometimes, you know, people doing um, like a daily battle, you know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't need to be a war zone, you know, just regular yeah. 
workflow you know how you how you you know because you right now you we're talking about the extremes but sometimes you don't you have just regular days mm. but they they are still stressful how what are you doing with, with those kind of days <laughs> i haven't you know? had a regular day in a while yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm literally i just got mm -hmm. back from spain i'll be hitting israel then yeah. i'll be in namibia africa and I, I, i'll be just flying non-stop and i i literally i've had about three hours of sleep in the past 48 hours. Okay. But what do I do to manage that? Mm -hmm. um, I've been doing 600, I'll, each workout that, I'll, that I do, I'll do body weight other than a mace, steel mm -hmm. clubs, and a sandbag. Okay. Um, and I do 600 perfect form reps of whatever I feel like doing. And it takes about an hour and a half if you do about eight to nine reps. So like a minute. mega superset? Mega superset. Yeah. 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 So, so I have a rock climbing mm -hmm. um, pull-up bar in my in my place. So today, I started this at. I actually, it's on the live. It's, it's, yeah. it's the live. It shows me. I'm, I go through about three hundred of the reps. But I started five perfect L-seated full extension, no kipping. I, I, I I'm not a CrossFit guy. I, I hate kipping. <laughs> I hate. I can't stand that stuff. It doesn't work. It doesn't help you functionally. If you need to pull just a body careful, out of a because car. Because there's some crossfitters listening. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Look, I think that, fun I did crossfit for a long time. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and I think that if you're gonna do real functional training like mm -hmm. MMA, if you're gonna get into really going hard with a mace, brute force sandbags, you have to, you have to do crossfit. Yeah. Crossfit to me is a, it, it's, it's a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. Because unless you were an Olympic weightlifter, you're not gonna know how to do a proper, no, you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. Like one thing that I loved about CrossFit that I that I, that I took with me was proper form. Yeah. Um, if you have a good you have a good t-shirts, but it's like I'm I'm always worried. You're right. About it, you you know, nailed it. it, it you know, it good all good, good team. You know, yeah. it's a lot of people that are just jumping to um, do those kind of movements without proper like muscle balance. You know, and get, getting hurt really really fast. Well, anytime yeah. I see someone wearing yeah. a weight belt, I know they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Because they're not using their core. Yeah. Or like, you know, you know, it's a weight belt, like it's, it's okay if you, if you know, okay. This if you're powerlifting and you're rocking yeah. a weight belt, more power to you. Exactly. And look, I don't mm -hmm. care if you're doing badminton, water mm -hmm. polo, synchronized swimming, yeah. CrossFit. If you're doing a sport, hell yeah. I respect freaking Kung Fu. I, Every, I mean, the everything. If you're doing it, good on you. Because 90% of people aren't doing shit. Yeah. And they're just this sitting is what on I, the couch yeah. and it's just like, it's insane. So. Please don't think I'm knocking CrossFit. I'm no, only talking about either. myself. Yeah, I'm talking about my personal kind of where yeah. I'm at and how I deal with um, with my crazy work zone. I I don't have a box that I I don't have a, a, a box that I can put in my backpack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't carry around a 45 pound bar and then you know yes. 300 pounds of weights, but I can carry around a monkey tactical strap system. Mm -hmm. I can carry around an empty brute force sandbag and then fill it up wherever I'm at and use it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's got oh, a, a bladder. Okay. So we're doing a partnership with Virtus. We're going to have all their, all of their brute force gear in our camo and I'll get you a set of all of it. So you can, Good. Test, you can test so it out. You guys, you guys it. going in the, in the direction of developing different type of like sport, like a equipment, well, like a move. This movement? is the beauty of owning your own camo yeah. and owning your own fabrics. Mm -hmm. So we license out our camo. Yeah to anyone we want. So we're licensing out Grips MMA gear, my, yeah, my bro. Grips, yeah, so my so, bro, Mike Powers, so that, that is my, mm -hmm. um, my BJJ coach here uh -huh. in Hong Kong. Um, we're partnering with them. So they're gonna run a whole line of compression gear that's gonna have our camo on it, brute force sandbags, brute force tactical. Um, they'll have a line that has our camo. So basically we, we aren't building it. We're not mm -hmm. competing, we're collaborating. Yeah, of course. 
And it's, it, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's great because we build, obviously it's fantastic for revenue because mm-hmm. we're not holding inventory. Yeah. Um, and you just take a, grow, a gross um, margin quarterly, but it's brilliant for, it, uh, the brands that we're partnering with, we're very, very careful how we choose them. You need to teach some business lessons to some of those, <laughs> so some of those startups I'm working with. I'll just bring it with average and say, pump these ideas to their well, head. Well, I'll tell yes. you what, you know, what I was gonna say is we're mm-hmm. very careful who we partner with because every partner that we've partnered with, mm-hmm. There's no fat CEO sitting you, in a corner. And you have responsibility, you know, right, to, right, right. To, to keep the quali- quality. Keep the quality, but yeah. everybody we partnered with, they're living the brand. They have their, their key opinion leaders, their influencers, are the owners and partners of the company, just yeah. like ours. You know what I mean? So it's like, look, I mean, we, we're, you know, I, I can say this because we'll be announcing this <laughs> this week when you release this, but I mean, we're the exclusive partner for Spartan Extreme Endurance. Yes. Um, and we met up with each other, we found each other, I, well, they reached out to us to, to have me sponsor the Kryptea staff in Mongolia, and then one of my partners. What is Kryptea stuff? So Kryptea is, they were like the special forces commanders of the Spartan mm-hmm. military. Okay. So what we work with in Spartan Extreme Endurance Mm-hmm. is, you know, Spartan race, amazing. Yes. Uh, Joe DeSena is a dear friend of mine. I've gotten mm-hmm. to know him really well over the past year. And I didn't understand what Spartan was all about until I read his book and I met him. And he was carrying a 50-pound freaking kettlebell yes. in Sparta, in the airport. And I'm like, who is this dude? Yeah. Like, this dude's really rocking around. He came and visited me in Hong Kong, came to our restaurant, Mont 32, put the kettlebell down on the table. I'm just like, <laughs> I love this guy. He lives it. Yeah. And you know why he carries it? Because it's when he puts it down, he can finally relax and he carries it around to remind him how much everyone else is suffering. It's like his cross to bear. That's why he carries it. It's a beautiful picture. He Mm -hmm. only puts it down to be with his kids, his family. He puts it down to a meeting, but every other time he's, he's stressed. It's an obstacle and it's stressing him out and it's hurting him. Mm -hmm. And so when do you think clearly? And when are you grateful when you put your freaking cross down, when you put your weight down? Yeah. And when he explained, I met him in Sparta. We'd already, we'd led the crypt. We, we, myself, Rudy Reyes had been Kryptea staff, which leads the Spartan extreme endurance races. Mm-hmm. So you have the Spartan races where you're going to win yourself. You're, you're competing against everyone else, mm-hmm. right? Unless you go with your, you know, your team and it's yes. your, your guys, but mm-hmm. still you have your own time. Yes, it's, exactly. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you went with. You're still yeah. trying to beat them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and you have just like in life, here's the path. You have obstacles, and I love that Spartan doesn't, they, they make the obstacles so diverse that like for me, I'm an avid rock climber. Mm-hmm. So there's some that I can do that people just can't do. But then there's other ones that just annoy the heck out of me because yeah. it's something that a runner would love. I'm not mm-hmm. a big avid runner. I mean, I've become more of a runner again because I'm uh-huh. working with Spartan. But his whole ideology there, I mean, his, his, whole, um, his whole reasoning behind it is, you can't go around the obstacle. No, you can't. Here's the race. You have to go through it. And you're, you don't know what this obstacle is before you come to the race. We switch the obstacles every race. Mm-hmm. And literally, I mean, there's millions of Spartan athletes. Yeah. I, and I didn't realize how freaking crazy and cool it was until we started working with them. And everywhere, like you, you're, you're mm-hmm. a, a Spartan ambassador. You're Mr. Yeah. Spartan Hong Kong. <laughs> and it's like all of the fit. Mm-hmm. And I don't just want to say fit because it's not like a bunch of meatheads. I would say all of the 
This is what's different between CrossFit and Spartans. Yes. CrossFitters tell you about their wad every day. Mm -hmm. You can't get them to be quiet about their CrossFit. It's <laughs> yes. just, it never stops. It's like, mm -hmm. I get it. Like, it's awesome. You, you worked out today. Here's a Perfect. cookie. Yes. Like, what yeah. else did you do? You destroy your hands. Yes, yes. but Spartan run. Well, you destroy your hands yes. on a Spartan yes. race. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm really but, you know, I have, I have a, a small trick. Like, one of the friends of Teach Me, like, uh, he's carried a um, uh, talc. Yeah, 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 totally. I wore my yeah. wedding ring on the oh. weekend, first one I did, and I just peeled the callus oh off. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, what, the talc yeah. would be the, a good thing. Yeah. But Joe's whole but, thing. But, but this is like a, your preparation, you know? Right, well, now exactly. I know. Exactly. Now I know, you know the, 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 the obstacle. Yes. I was the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. I know like, what to do, probably, mm -hmm. and everything. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I realized he is helping people and he's making people so much better in their everyday lives yeah. because. People, a lot of people go to these sporting races and it's, it's community and that's amazing. And it's mm -hmm. great community. You're getting out. What I love the most, bro, is you're getting outside. Yes. And dude, again, for all you CrossFitters, I love it. I respect it. But you got to get outside mm -hmm. and you got to just get in God's great nature mm -hmm. and get out there, get the air in your lungs and earn it. So, so anyway, the Spartan Extreme Endurance they'll have at events not at every spartan race but they'll have mm -hmm. them there's a hurricane heat yes that's a four to six hour it's supposed to be four hours but we mm -hmm. usually make it six hours but this is the team you need to go it's to a the team, team evolution yes. and sometimes we'll break you into mm -hmm. teams like especially if you go with husband and wife we take mm -hmm. you apart and it's black on black like mm -hmm. you no know, special logos no nothing we want everybody and to it's be the night. same well, it, de it, it depends. Like on the 12 hour ones, yeah, yes. you have to have a headlamp. If you don't, mm -hmm. if you didn't read the gear check right, you're disqualified. You just lost your money. Yeah. Like it, it is, right. it is very military. And with us partnering with them and with us being the leaders, Cryptea mm -hmm. are the ones who judge you, let you graduate, mm -hmm. our timing. We write the plans. We're leading it. Now we're not there to abuse them. Yeah. It's not stupid like that. It's not like no. a, a go rut thing where it's yelling. We do with you whatever we are asking you to do. Mm -hmm. Like I show people. I think the lamest leadership is yelling at people. Of course. It's yeah. just it's it makes me want to just knock mm -hmm. someone out. If yeah. if they're if they're not able to pick up that tire and, and show me, yeah. then they have no business, you know, screaming at me to do it. But the so the hurricane heats, you have a four hour, then you have a twelve hour, then you have a twenty-four hour. Wow. And then you have a 60 hour called the Agogi and there's two Agogis a year. My first experience with Spartan race was in Mongolia last year on an Agogi. 60, 60, 60, 60 hour nonstop. Six and there's zero. no obstacles. It's like you're going to somewhere that has cultural history. So at this one, we've shot firing arrows. There were horses. It was all Mongolian, Genghis Khan. There were Mongolian wrestlers that came out, taught moves. And then there was like scout swimming. It's probably be about, I'd say... How are you preparing for something like I that? I had no idea that I was going to be leading it. I thought that I was just going as the Virtus CEO as a observer. <laughs> but we got there and they were like, dude, you're a Marine, right? Take Adjust. Yeah, Adjust. They're like, lead, the, lead this group. <laughs> like, lead this group on a run. It was land navigation. I loved it. I loved it. And so you, you, you switched like like this in the in this in a couple couple minutes and about 30 could, seconds i was yeah, stretching and I it's was kind like, of like boom. a muscle muscle memory yeah yeah but i'll tell you and i haven't really i haven't ever talked about this on a podcast um or even on a live but as a combat vet and being there with rudy reyes who's who's a i mean that guy makes me look like a baby marine i mean he's just a, a marine legend i mean scout sniper force recon dod contractor i mean he's just he's like rambo um 
and being there with him and us both obviously always having demons from war. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just, if you, if you go into that environment, it's always going to stay with you. Getting to lead those events, I think is such a healing process for post-traumatic stress for military because you're getting to lead again you're getting to share what you really did love from the military which are you know tactics land navigation um endurance not tying canyoning climbing whatever it is and you're getting to help people face their fears and you're getting to teach but you're getting to value that part of your education again instead yes. of being ashamed of it because a lot of times you think, okay, well, I'm just trained to be a killer. Okay, that's, that's what I'm trained to be. But it's like, no, you're trained to save people. Mm -hmm. You're trained so much more in rescue. We saved like 10 people from hypothermia on that. I don't know if you saw the videos from Mongolia, but they went yeah, yes, yes. freezing mm -hmm. a freezing lake. And a lot of the people were just too thin to do a, a, an event like that. Yeah. You know, you need some meat. Mm -hmm. Because you're running for 60 hours, dude. That's, you know, you're, you're getting yeah. into three days. And it's, it's, you're not wearing running shoes. It's freezing cold at night. You know, you're wearing, we were all obviously wearing Virtus. But um, you've got a pack that can only weigh a certain amount. Mm -hmm. You've got a gear list, nothing else. We take the packs, we hide the food. I mean, it's, it's mental. So there were a lot of people that were just ripped like Bruce Lee, some guys that were MMA instructors. One of the guys I saved, um, yeah. a Muslim guy, uh, Lovely guy, Palestinian guy. Um, but he, I mean, he was going in an anaphylactic shock. Like we had to put a port in him, glucose in. I had to get naked in a bag with him, body, skin on skin, body heat in a yurt for like four hours and get this guy back to, I mean, he was gone. Like he, he was, wow. he was on his way out. There were some other folks there, but he was too thin. I mean, he was ripped, mm -hmm. but he went into that race and thinking it was just going to be like a foot race. Yeah. Which for an endurance race like that, yeah, you don't need a lot of body fat. You just yeah. hit electrolytes. Exactly. Um, like Cameron Hayes, you know, the, yeah. he's, he's yeah. running mm -hmm. through the Gobi Desert for 100 miles. But this kind of thing, no, there's a pack. You're, you're, you, you, I mean, you see some people that crush it and they're thicker women yeah. that, you'd, that you wouldn't think would ever be able to run a marathon, but they can do these things like that. So it's just, it, it's interesting, but I got way off, I got way off point there. Um, you know, us, Virtus and Spartan Extreme Endurance Partnering. And I want to be clear, Craft mm. is partnered exclusively with Spartan. Yes. Craft is a freaking awesome brand. I love mm. their stuff. We are in no competition with them. This is owned by Spartan, but it's only the Spartan Extreme Endurance. Yeah. It's the militant the team militant, yes. sect. It's mm. very small. The biggest event I've ever seen, I've done about 12 of them now, um, was in Dubai a month ago and there were 500 people there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Cause there were only four Cryptea. And I was like, it's like 10 languages here and we're in the desert. And <laughs> but it was awesome. It was yeah. great. Everybody was there to get some, but it's more about the Spartan extreme endurance is more about quitting. Mm -hmm. Can you just finish? Yes. And can you work as a team? Yeah. You have to be able to work as a team. And I've had more people email me, DM me or call me that we've had these events with and been like, I hated you when we were doing that, but I'm, I, I'm crushing it at work now. I'm working so much better with my colleagues or I'm, yes. I'm working so much better with my family now. Yeah. Like I needed to take the ego off my shoulder. I needed to lose that chip Yes. and just start to work well with other people. And look, bro, we live in, especially in Hong Kong, I don't know many more competitive places in Hong Kong. 
Yeah. It's it's hard to work as a team when you we get let down by people all the time. Yeah, but it's the the point is like you you will only survive if you have a team. You can you can go Amen. somewhere by yourself, but it's it's all about a, about it's, it's, a it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it's all about if you know good people around of you, and it's like it's I'm I'm always you know you know you're going through the life, you're meeting some people, and it's uh, and it's if you're lucky you're meeting the good ones. Yeah. Sometimes you're meeting the wrong one, and you need to have you need to have a strength to just say bye bye. Amen. Cut out the toxicity. Yeah, yep. I, I wanna. I don't wanna have something yep. to do with this person. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it's painful. Yeah, but it's a good, it's like pulling off a, a band aid. Yeah, it only hurts for a minute. <laughs> it's better when it's gone. You know what yeah, I mean? So you're such a like you have a sniper approach. I'm such a like a like a, uh, a snowflake next to you. No, you <laughs> no, know what? Kidding. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Like we're launching a new website. We're launching mm -hmm. a new line. Our new line is going to be available at the freaking awesome. Hong Kong Spartan event, May 31st yes. and June 1st, that you and I are yes. both gonna be at. Mm -hmm. We'll be selling it there. The Crypte will be decked out in it. You're you're gonna be a badass um, brother and yeah. family Thank of Virtus as well as Spartan, you. so you'll be rocking this stuff. But um, yeah, dude, I think that, oh, what I was gonna say about that is, I wouldn't have been able to launch this new line, launch this new website if I hadn't found an amazing cat that's local in Hong Kong, um, Andreas Skiff. He was a designer for Porsche Design, Under Armour, um, Oakley, MMA guy. You probably know him. Mm -hmm. I'm sure yes. you know him. Um, he's in our circle, but I was doing our design with my guy in Knoxville, Tennessee up till now. Mm -hmm. And it's just too much. Yeah. Too much to do social media, do the design. I'm not a designer, yeah. but we were doing the design and we made some really cool stuff, but we designed the camo. That's all we need to be doing. We need to have an awesome designer that is an extreme athlete. He's yeah. an extreme backpacker, MMA guy, um, just an extreme athlete and a extreme outdoorsman. Having him, having hiring um, web guys. Basically, I think the biggest key to success is being smart enough to know that you're a dumbass at everything. Yeah. Not I afraid think, to ask the questions. We're not afraid to ask you know? the questions, but able to hire people smarter than you to be able mm -hmm. to do their best thing. Yeah. I'm good at a couple things and that's all I need to be able to do. Mm -hmm. The fact that I can work with and partner and hire people that are um, that, that love what they do as much as I do my three things, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Without a team, David is exhausted <laughs> yes. because David's trying to do all these things that he's mm -hmm. not great at yeah. and it's taken away from the, the few things that I am very good at and that I really love. Yeah, and it's kind of like we'll come back to the to this element of, 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 of Spartan about it is team. Exactly. You know, pushing. Yeah. yeah. Like why yeah. you need to flip the tire by yourself when you can have, you know, just doing together. Yeah. You know, a next obstacle. Spin spin, meeting, another obstacle. And you know, this is how you're going through the um, through the life, you know. Um, but you know if, uh, how you how you did you ever have like a you know you're building sometimes this kind of personalities, and then um, uh, lately I'm, I'm really into ego, you know, and understanding that the, what is what is ego exactly, you know. Um, did you ever like think about this kind of stuff? I what, did. What is ego for you? So, as a, especially as a philosophy major, right? Well, yeah. So the exactly. ego is I. The ego is is I, and the ego is being basically a self-conscious entity. The ego is knowing that you are an I, it's being self-aware. 
I mean, if you looked up ego and synonyms for ego, just on Wikipedia, it would say, you know, self-esteem, pride in yourself. When we hear the word ego, it's not usually a good connotation. Yeah. It's usually that guy's got a big ego. He's a narcissistic. Mm -hmm. But you usually only hear that from people that feel really bad about themselves and that, you know, are judging somebody. Yeah. Um, now look, <clears throat> it really depends on what a person's values are and how they define themselves. Yeah. For me, when my ego was narcissism, I got hepatitis C and I almost died. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a drug you can train. Like well, a, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's, it, you yeah. need to know it exists. You have to be, look, you have to have confidence in yeah. yourself mm -hmm. if you're going to get anything done. Yeah. You know, if you're not self-confident and, and people would say, well, that's an ego. Yes, that is self-esteem. You have to have a positive self-esteem about yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're not confident in yourself, how can you help anyone else? Yeah. If you're not happy, if you, if you haven't healed and you're still broken and angry, mm -hmm. how are you going to go out and, and, and help other people? Even if you have the best intentions, Yes. you can't be a rock for people to come on if you're not a rock, yeah. right? And for me, I mean, I hate to be, you know, all Jesus on this podcast, but I, I'm, I'm proud to be able to proclaim, you know, my, my Lord and Savior. But, you know, Paul the Apostle was Saul of Tarsus. He was special forces killing Christians. I mean, that, mm -hmm. he was blinded on the road to Damascus. His name was Saul. Saul meant great one. He was healed by one of the disciples of Jesus. This is after Jesus had been crucified, mm -hmm. resurrected, and had ascended into heaven. Shortly after, he was healed, I think, by Barnabas. Um, after three days, he saw God. He, he heard Jesus' voice and said, you know, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, you know, who are you? Who are you? And he said, I'm Jesus. And he just, he had been killing and killing all of the followers of Christ. He changes his name to Paul. Paul means small one. So by changing it one letter, Saul, S, Saul, mm -hmm. P to Paul, Paul means small one. Small one. Small, like nothingness, yeah. like Paul. Yeah. So he was Saul the Great, and then he became Paul, and he became the greatest, I, I think, the greatest apostle of, of, of the New Testament. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. You've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the Gospels. Those are written by the disciples who were with Jesus. And then you've got Acts, Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians. That's all Paul. So he, he wrote those and wrote the majority of them from a prison. Mm -hmm. In Rome, he was a Jew and a Roman citizen, spoke Latin, Greek, Hebrew. I mean, he brilliant. For, for what he was in jail? <clears throat> for, for being a missionary. He went and spread the gospel of Christ after his vision came oh, back. He yes. went and became the biggest, <laughs> yeah. biggest warrior for Christ. He was mm -hmm. a mercenary killing Christians and then became a freaking mercenary for Jesus, and he was beheaded in Rome, happily went and, and was, was a martyr, and had his head cut off after he wrote Romans. But his, to, I, mm. I told you this whole story for a reason, about ego. Paul's whole thing was, may I decrease so that he may increase, yes. so that Christ may increase. We're told Christ's words are, there's nine fruits of the Spirit, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If our ego is the ego of the Holy Spirit in Christ, and I don't mean ego like egotistical, because mm -hmm. you say those things, love, joy, peace, patience, yeah, kindness, ego goodness. Of love. Ego, ego of, of love. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The ego of the fruits of the Spirit. Yes. Then, brother, I want the biggest ego out there. Yeah, Because sense. if we're glowing love, yeah. 
and acceptance mm -hmm. and peace and yeah. joy to everyone. Gay, straight, black, white, yeah. transgender, any, everyone and, and anyone we're showing complete yeah. love to, then we're doing the right thing with our lives. Yeah. But you know, did you ever have the situation when somebody was just like afraid of this kind of like openness, this kind of like happiness, this kind of love? They were just like, oh, it's too much, too much. I, I was. No? I, I, no, I'm saying I was wigged out by it. I thought it was so strange until yeah. I was dying, <laughs> until yeah. I was miraculously healed. Mm -hmm. But look, I mean, I think it's all a time and a place. I think that I, I, I travel so much that I get the opportunity uh, leading these events or doing government you know, contract deals, getting to meet with other military guys and, and, and working with our camouflage, like I'll be doing in Israel next. Um, or, or when I'm stateside that I don't go to a table and talk to people and, and, and they're like, hey, tell me about you. And I'm like, I'm, my name's David Wood and I just love Jesus and this, this and that. <clears throat> but people see because in action. your actions action. and yes. then they ask you. Yes. They're like, like there, there'll be times where someone's overpaid or someone got something wrong in the contract and I could just totally fuck them if I wanted to, yeah. if, I, if it was the old David. Mm -hmm. But it's a thing where I'll be like, oh, that's wrong in this. And I'll be like, why did you just tell me that? And that, you know, that's one example. I mean, it might be something where it, it, it's anything where you're just doing the right thing, not because you want to look good, but because it's the right thing. Yeah. And it's a thing where if it's me thinking about doing it, I'm not going to want to do it. But if I let go of me. And we came back to the same decor. If we, exactly, yeah. exactly. You're in amazing shape. You're in better shape than me. I want to get some tips from you. <laughs> but you would never say to me, David, just all you got to do is lift on Sunday. Yeah. Lift and diet on Sunday. Do whatever else you want to do the other six no. days a week. You, if I told you that's, that that's, was my plan, you'd be like, you're freaking crazy. It's never going to work. I meet so many people who say they're Christians or Muslims or, or Jews. Mm -hmm. And they might go to temple twice a year if they're Jewish. <clears throat> yeah. If they're Muslim, they're pretty good about going you know, once a week. But not all of them. I mean... I mean and if they're a Christian or say they're a Christian, I know so many that say, well, I, go, I was baptized and I go to church once a week. And I'm like, do you read the Bible every day? No. And I'm like, that's like saying you're exercise. You have to, I exercise yeah, every exercise, day. Exercise, yeah. I start my day at 5.30 every morning. I have an app on my phone called the Message app. The Message translation is the most current English translation in the, in the, in the words we use in our current kind of vocabulary. Mm -hmm. um, and every day it gives me a little, just another tidbit to meditate on. I start my day on my face. I get out of my bed and I lay on my face every day, like clockwork, before the sun comes up. And I read that little bit and I pray and I, and I give thanks to God. And I give thanks that I'm alive. I give thanks that there's a freaking pre-workout waiting in my refrigerator and, and, and a, a gym that I can walk to, a, mm -hmm. a, a, a road that I can run on. Yeah. My family with food in the fridge. I mean, I just think, I think about the things that stress me out and then I think, gosh, I'm such a coward when I have all of these things to be grateful for, mm -hmm. you know? And so I start my day in retrospect, thanking God, and then I meditate on his word and then I train and I lift. Mm -hmm. I don't check an email. I do a street sermon sometimes on Instagram on my way to the yes. gym mm -hmm. and then I get my training in. Now I have centered and calibrated my spirit which in turn calibrates your mind because your yeah. spirit, people say, you know, all of us is connected. mind, body, spirit, spirit's the most important thing. It needs to be spirit, mind, and then body. Because if your spirit's calibrated, 
your mind is going to follow your spirit and your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So if your spiritual core is right, your core is going to be ripped. Mm -hmm. It is going to be correct. And I think if we start our day spiritually focused on doing good, we train our bodies because these are our vessels on this earth. We have to be healthy. Exactly. We have to. We have to be able to rescue people. We have to be able to fight the bad and we have to be able to just put take a form, care of families. Put a have to. Yeah. We have to. Whatever, have to. whatever work to do. And yeah. we need to be able to show people validity in our lives. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't stand seeing overweight trainers. And I see it all the time <laughs> in America. Personal trainers. Yes. I've had personal trainers come to me in a gym. Yeah and try to sell me a, like a meal plan in the yeah. States. Uh, and I'm uh, just like, brother? Yes. Like, I, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. Or sister, I don't really know. But it's like, we have to be, and I'm not even saying, if I'm doing business with someone that has nothing to do with exercise, mm -hmm. and, they're, and, and he or she is very fit, mm -hmm. it tells me that they're disciplined. Yes. And it tells me that I want to work with them. Yeah. Because it tells me that they care about how they present themselves. Mm -hmm. And I, it doesn't mean a girl having, you know, her breasts showing or looking yeah. sexy. I'm talking about if I meet a woman completely classy dressed, yeah. no makeup on, but mm -hmm. she is fit as can be. Yeah. I have way more respect for her than if she's gotten all, you know, prettied yeah. up and everything. It's a routine, you know, it's like I was, I was watching. Daily. This, yeah, daily routine. Because it's like, you know, you have this goal, you know, and it's just, you know, that somebody can stay on the track. Yep. Of, of repetition. So if you give them something to do, exactly, exactly, you automatically trust them because you know they do something every day. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have this uh, question. I'm um, always trying to ask um, a guest. Um, if you get a chance to put um, ad somewhere, you know, you can reach a billion, a billion people, you know, and you can add the message on this big board or like advertisement. Uh, what kind of message you will, you will send? You know what I'll say? I don't know. I would say no matter what you've done and no matter how bad you think you are, there is always hope through Jesus Christ and there is always redemption and salvation because grace is free. Your body, your money, you have to earn that. You better put in the damn work because nothing's free. The only thing in this life that's free is grace. We are saved no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, whether we're a murderer, you know, uh, anything. Christ's blood on the cross died for every single one of us. So I would want people to know that no matter what they're going through, no matter how much they hate themselves, whether they've been any shame, pain, anger, guilt, oppression, they can put it at the cross. And they don't have to carry it around anymore and they're free from it and that's because of they, they, they have a purpose they were created in their creator's image and they're loved so let's just uh combine a little bit of this, and then i try to get them to start working out yes <laughs> once they knew they were safe then i'd say hey you're safe now what are you going to do with your time yeah this is day. eternity yes. now what are you going to do with your time mm -hmm. yeah. yeah this is yeah um so our time's short man time is short. our time is short bro yeah i'll be 40 this year I count gray hairs on my beard. I mean, Body, I'm, the I'm same. literally the same. Well, yeah, well, yeah, now I feel bad. <laughs> I need some. I need the, the, the genetic test done. No, you're, I'm eating you're the wrong doing, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's waiting. Wait, it's waiting. I'm, for I'm you. war torn. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm but it's through. like damn. Like if you're putting, if you, I'm reading your, I'm reading your, you know, resume, and I'm like, I'm lazy. <laughs> I've yeah, been no. through the ringer a bit. Yes. Um, so let's just put all of this together. So Spartan race coming soon. 
congratulations for that. Um, you know, uh, spreading spreading the message about of uh, virtues, you know, and and and, and you know, f helping helping the brothers, you know, f uh, experience you know new life. Uh, thank you, thank you for this. Um, where people can find you, and it's um, if they can if they can reach you, you know. If this is okay, I or, think or, you are, or you are, you know, you just don't want to be... <laughs> no, 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 I, look, I, I, I do street sermons, I try to do street sermons at least three times a week on Instagram. I hate Facebook, I, I just, it, it drives me nuts. It's yeah. just such a place for people to argue and bicker about politics and things. Mm -hmm. It's like, God, man, step out of it and get, yeah. a, get a... If you're a politician, no, I, I was can gonna understand. Say, you, yeah, you, know, you have to, but... It's kind of like you're watching, you know, like you're watching the, the game or the, or the fight. But these are never politicians. <laughs> yeah. These are <laughs> like... like these are never politicians. It's like mm -hmm. people who don't even know what they're arguing about, but they just don't have friends, so they're picking a side to have other idiots screaming the same thing they are. Yeah. And look, I think fanatics on either side are bad, left and right. The eagle needs two and of wings course, to fly. You know, everybody has a right to express themselves. You know, only if uh, I approve. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like in the, you know, uh, but you know, because this is like just you facing that, just this. Well, that, that's it. That's exactly yeah. it. There, no one, no one has the balls to say what they say on Facebook in real life, and that's yeah. why it annoys me. And and it's so easy to just type something without researching it. Yeah. If you're gonna say something to someone's face, mm -hmm. you, it's not. It's not even out of fear of getting punched. It's just you don't want to sound like an idiot yeah. if you don't. If, if you don't know what you're talking about, and but people do you go, know how many like there is a like Russian bots or like software bots? Bro, like, I have fake profiles made of me all the time from Russian bots that are like <laughs> making fake profiles of me on dating websites and these what? women, dude, I mean like at least 50 on Instagram, 50 fake accounts. Like I get a new one, someone shows me a new one probably every other day. I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It's just like, and oh, women have sent these fake. dudes money. And when the women find my no real, way. dude, I'm, I'm hundreds of thousands of euros. From, uh, from all of these 50 profiles. One woman sent this guy 30,000 euros, taking my pictures, getting on phone calls with her, and then they find my profile and they're like, baby, like what, what's happened, where are you? And I'm like, I don't know you. Like, what are you talking about? Bro, I mean, I, wow. I, I can show you after this podcast. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's hilarious to me because I say to the people, I leave them a video. Uh -huh. I leave them a video. No, and I'm you like, need the, you need no, the, no, like, I, I leave them a video and I yeah. say, you've never seen the person that you sent 30,000 euros to. You've never met him. You've only talked to him. It's obviously not this oh, voice this, and you've never that, even seen their face. People. But well, it's just, it, it's dumb people. It's, it's, it's like, don't trust someone you haven't met face to face or at least had a video Skype with. But you know, is it funny? Cause usually those people that are good at the soul, like they want to help somebody, you know? No, no, no. These are dating websites. These are like horny, broken oh, okay. women. No, 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 got no, 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 no. These yeah. are like Nigerians saying, oh, hey, you're going to get money from the These like guys are oh, using, okay. these criminals are using my profile to make these yes. women fall in love. And then they're like, hey, I'm getting deployed to Iraq and you just send this money. It's crazy. They forwarded no me the message. It's, it's crazy. But anyway, with anyway, that being yes. said, the way to reach me, the only Instagram account I have is at David J underscore Wood. Any other one with my pictures asking for money is is a Russian bot. Yes, a Russian bot. Yes, exactly. So there's so there's there's at David J underscore Wood and then at Virtus dot outdoors. So, yeah. but the the easiest is just my personal. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to learn about the company or hear some street sermons or see some of my workouts or you know see my teammates and and kind of pro staff, that's. 
I think Instagram's the easiest yeah. daily, daily tool. Yeah. David, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Semper Fi Dallas. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share and subscribe. Like always, thank you my sponsors. Gold Nutrition, goldnutrition.asia. Use code MACFIT for 10% discount for your next supplement purchases. Also, circledna.com and dnafit.com. Explore how DNA can help support you, your friends and family on the journey to health. Use code MAC20 for 20% discount.